the theme has always been, I'm not just being just an entertainer, but I'm being a hopefully giver of hope and giver of wisdom and carer for people. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. Today, I have a special treat for all of you. When I heard from many of my students and clients that they wanted me to have a podcast, I immediately thought of the music for that podcast. Music has a big role in my life. And so the intro and the outro music for the Language Alchemy podcast was something that was really important to me. The musician that came to my heart immediately was Gary Lapoe. Gary is an extraordinary musician and mixed media artist, a friend on the path of transformation. And I feel that our values and our hearts are very much in alignment. And in this episode, I'm interviewing Gary to talk about authentic expression, art, the role of language, and intentionality. Welcome, Gary, to the Language Alchemy podcast. Thank you. What a treat to be here. Yeah. Thank you for composing the music for the podcast. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. Thank you for saying yes to being my friend. Being your friend is the best part of it all. <laughs> you know, some listeners may not know you, so I would like to introduce you if that's okay with you. Feel free. Gary is the singer-songwriter who's had a lifetime commitment to making meaningful music. From the folk music scene in New York in the 60s, the civil rights movement, the anti-Vietnam War movement, the pro-feminist men's movement of the 80s, his had a rich history of writing, performing, and recording spiritually uplifting songs. He's had two parallel musical careers, one aimed at children, parents and teachers, and the other aimed at concert-going lovers of folk music. He's performed with Pete Seeger, Malvina Reynolds, Holly Near, and his songs have been promoted by a diverse spectrum, including Whoopi Goldberg and Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, as well as people in early childhood education and the Kirtan, as well as the Jewish community. That's quite a range. <laughs> that is quite a range. And one of the things that I love about your music, Gary, is that you go from rap to reggae to rock to blues to kirtan music to spiritual music to Jewish spirituals. That's what I'm going to call it. And more. Indeed. So at Indeed. different times in my life, whatever I'm going through, that's what my music is about. So... This is actually all the different areas that you named respond to different times of my life. Although the theme has always been, I'm not 
just being just an entertainer, but I'm being a hopefully giver of hope and giver of wisdom and carer for people. Something that I love about your particular music is the inspiration that you bring. Whenever I listen to your music, whether it's your children's songs or songs for adults or spiritual practitioners, it is that inspiration. And I'm thinking in this moment that the word to inspire, the etymology of that word is to bring breath. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing breath mm -hmm. to me when I listen to your music. And I know that you've done that for millions of people in yeah. this beautiful world. Yeah, my first vision of what that could be was um, seeing, listening to and seeing Pete Seeger, who was able to bring an experience in the moment to an enormous room full of people where people would lift their voice in song. So it wasn't a church, it wasn't a synagogue or a temple. Yet it was a holy experience, even though that's not how he described it. The songs were about different people's lives, other than the people in the room, and sometimes lives of the people in the room. There was a dedication to um, making the world better, at least what little bit we can do as artists, making a momentary situation where people feel united, where audiences feel united. And that's that's been something that I took in and always do. And I've done it for these all these decades. Mm -hmm. I was born in 43. So I grew up in the doo-wop era. I became into my early teens in the doo-wop era. And actually growing up in Brooklyn, there actually were like guys on the corner singing doo-wop, which always really thrilled me. And I really people who may not know what doo-wop is, what do is that? <laughs> doo-wop is um, people singing in harmony. Um, it could mm -hmm. be a cappella. Doo-wop is an uh, early influ influence of like male gospel groups. Now when I listen to it, I can't believe how silly the lyrics for the songs are. Um, really? Yeah. They were uh, the most ridiculous, romanticized views of love and, and did not have a lot of understanding about communication and relationships. When I discovered folk music in that same time, it was like these two streams of musics coming into my life. There was the popular music, early rock and roll and doo-wop. And then there was folk music, which was like, they had these songs about people's lives. It was like the contrast between what the songs were about in these two different streams of songwriting. And I was tended to get more drawn into the ones that were more about people's lives and people's lives that weren't my life, you know, that was so different than a city boy growing up in Brooklyn. The songs were so expressive and the music was uh, just beautiful to me. What I'm hearing, Gary, is that you had this curiosity for music and people and that somehow you, your heart wanted to harmonize with that, which was not known experiences of others that were not from Brooklyn or that you didn't hear around in yeah. your urban teenage environment. You 
experimented with all these genres of music and with all these different musicians. And yet it seems like there's a, a particular, I'm calling it a signature, a Gary LaPoe signature in terms of the kind of topics that you chose to sing about. To me, your music is inspirational and deep. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, how did you come to this? particular journey with music to inspire children, to inspire others about or towards inclusivity, towards love, towards connection. Mm -hmm. I, that's a great question because um, I don't know that there's that many people who have chosen this particular path. Discovering the Weavers and Pete Seeger in my later teenage years and then the civil rights movement, where I was really drawn to, to Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, the stars of SNCC at that time were the Freedom Singers. And your listeners might know Sweet Honey in the Rock. And Bernice Regan, who was the leader of Sweet Honey in the Rock, was in the Freedom Singers, the SNCC Freedom Singers in those days. And in those days, it was men and women in the Freedom Singers. And they were a cappella. They had all the advantages of doo-wop because they had these beautiful harmonies. But all the songs I was singing about were about this incredible, courageous struggle that the Civil Rights Movement was. This nonviolent, um, the power of people's hearts and people's determination. So... After being part of Mississippi Freedom Summer, I was invited to tour with the Freedom Singers, who were like heroes of mine. And in those days, um, the women had left the group and it was all men. Five African-American men who had all done civil rights organizing in the South. So they sang with an intentionality and I got to tour with them. <laughs> Wow. It was this amazing opportunity. So we would be singing for audiences and then I would be on the stage and I wasn't singing and accompany them and get, I would get to sit to sort of feel out the energy in the room. So we do these big, big concert halls. I got to see the power of music. It's changed something inside me in terms of being a performer. I wanted to be part of that stream of music that could change people, people's minds and hearts. After the Civil Rights Movement in the 70s, during the anti-Vietnam War movement, I was active in founding a group, the Red Star Singers, which was like, okay, now we're in this different community four white people to three men and a woman. And we're going to sing songs. We're going to bring that intensity. And we brought that intensity to causes such as the farm workers, civil rights, anti-war movement, um, the Black Panther Party. We ended up having a national album come out on Paradon called The Force of Life. And it was great. So I became the lead male vocalist of that. And... And also the one of the two songwriters, two of us wrote the songs, Bonnie Lockhart. She wrote these feminist songs, which were actually that record that we made with Paradon, The Force of Life, which is now in the Library of Congress. 
Mm, wow. Um, that record, it was one of the very first national feminists records that, that had these Bonnie songs where she had these incredible songs like Still Ain't Satisfied and I Can't Be Free Till Everybody Else Is. And it was a great experience. Wow. But we also sang at demonstrations where like 4,000 people would be singing along with us. What was that like to have all these voices united? I felt so thankful that uh, I was able to give voice to what people were thinking and feeling. But we took that responsibility very, very seriously, that we discussed endless discussions of every word of the song actually was tortuous often. We wanted to make sure what we said was we could stand by every word and none of we weren't insulting people at all. Now hearing this about the role of language in your music at that time, these endless tortuous discussions in which you could stand by every word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was really the hallmark. The women's movement had already started. And then men, a lot of men were, were responding by th saying, well, what does it mean to be a man without being an oppressor? How do we as men find a way that we can change? The women are demanding we change. And how do we change? And how do we find something for us in it? So then I started writing songs for the men's movement. And they were more personal. So then I, when we separated, I went on to keep writing personal songs, which were political in the sense of they were feminist from a man's point of view who was thoughtful about finding a, a redefining masculinity in the context of uh, pro-gay, pro-woman without being anti-men without being macho, you know, without being the oppressor or trying not again, to be. It's like, yes, yes. Again, it's that, that sense of inclusivity and intentionality and the desire to be, to bring transformation, but also understanding, it seems to me, Gary, not only the power of music, but also the power of language, the lyrics that would go with this music to bring forth transformation. There's something that you've said in several of your songs that I was listening to. You sing so much about the human family. Yeah. Yes, so family. So after that, I started getting working in a summer camp. And mm -hmm. of course, I ended up leading kids in the singing. And of I, course. Had no, I had no idea how to what that meant. I started working with kids, so I started developing these different assembly programs. I ended up developing 11 different assembly programs. Wow. Basically with different themes, like anti-racism, uh, songs about um, prejudice, the interactive songs. These are all like, I would sing a line, they would sing, and, and I'd also do movements. There'd be like a movement, they would repeat the movement. And the songs were, <laughs> they were... Red Star Singer and Freedom Singer songs for kids, basically. They were all about being a decent person. What does it mean to be a decent person? Just positive messages. How can I send positive messages? And everybody's having so much fun. 
the audience does not realize they're being preached at because they're not really being preached at. They're having a good time and they're saying these words and these words are all affirmations of decency, how to be a decent person. Also, they are affirmations about what's possible being being fully human. And, And you were talking about in your career how at some point it felt like standing by every word felt like a heavy burden or, or huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then as you, you, you wanted that sense of fun and aliveness that working with children brings, and then you were able to integrate both. You were able to integrate all the words you can stand by, the message that you wanted to put out there helping kids with life skills in a such respectful way because your songs to children, you're not talking down to children. Mm-hmm. You are treating children like the, the beautiful beings, wise beings, intelligent beings they are and can evolve to be as, as they grow. Mm-hmm. And, and then you talk about like bullying. Like I, I love the, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, <laughs> sort of respect song. Where... Right, I rewrote Aretha Franklin's song, but it, it was a completely different song, but I just used that part it, of it. I love it and, and how it's, you know, to, to be able to say no to, to racism. And then you have some songs about literacy and you have so many songs about respecting oneself and loving oneself, whether it's our bodies, you know, in one of your songs where... You say, if you have feet, dance with your feet. If you don't have feet, dance with your hands. And that message of it is possible. You can do something beautiful with your beautiful life. And you can include others who are also beautiful like you. Yeah, I I would just get pulled into these themes. So, and also my mother was in a wheelchair for a a lot of, towards the end of her life. So I got to. What? experience um so i got to experience what that meant and i included that in the show Mm -hmm. so again like you brought other people in and you brought more and more of you and your life Mm -hmm. and your music and you have been on a path of transformation and it seems singing about transformation tell us a little bit about your spiritual path your spiritual journey and music and how how they've been Mm -hmm. there's been a confluence of that and an integration of that in your music especially in your latest yes this is the place that i evolved to or or just this is what's up for me in my life i got involved with amaji and started hearing the, um, the bhajans and started writing hindu songs and english songs of spiritual awakening and then Buddhist songs, and just been a path of inclusivity where um, prayer songs have become uh, an important part of my life, um, my daily life, and my, and somewhat of my performing life too. Right now, the only songs I really w- want to share with people that I want to make to share with people are um, songs about loving peacefulness, caring. So is that what authentic expression is for you at this moment? Yes. Yeah, that, that's what 
because that's everything I'm writing now. My relationship with connectivity to mm-hmm. a greater source. And would you grace us with a song today? Yes, I would. So given the context of what I've been talking about, what it means to me is the place inside me. Trying to dig down into the place that's beyond me thinking of myself as me, but thinking of myself as part of the bigger self that is everything. Thank you so much for 
all that you do and you have done to bring forth love, connection, inspiration, trust in of our intrinsic goodness with your songs, your art, your collage that you're now doing as well. Yeah. We didn't get into that, but people can see that on Instagram at Gary Lapo Art. If you'd like to hear Gary's music, which I highly recommend, go to Spotify. There's a link in the show notes. You can also find him at GaryLapo.com, GaryLapoArt.com. I will add all these links in the show notes. If you don't subscribe to Spotify, these songs are on YouTube for free as well. So just get, look up Gary Lapo on YouTube. And you're such a beautiful person. Thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to express this part of my life. Thank you so much for listening. And as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> yes. And original music by Gary LaPau. And you can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com. <laughs>